You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, your host of House of Cards. We have an unusual show for you today, a guest who is so interesting that we have a double segment, just him, as the guest for today's show. A fascinating, multifaceted guy. His name is Damon Schulenberger. He's an author. He's written a book, A Very Dark Game, Inside Poker's $1 million Tournament. He's on working on a novel. He's also participated in uh, an incredible poker experience that we are going to talk about at length. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'll let him tell you. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. Your season-long fantasy football league is winding down, but the Week 1 fantasy football leagues on FanDuel have never been bigger. Between injuries and suspensions, my season-long fantasy team is a mess. Hey, but with FanDuel, you don't have that problem, because each week you can pick a whole new team. Don't wait till next year. Play more fantasy football for real cash this season over at FanDuel.com. Chris Prince from Detroit won over $656,000 playing fantasy sports at FanDuel.com. FanDuel is a leader in one-week fantasy football leagues. No season-long commitments and no upfront fees. They got immediate cash payouts, and you play each week or whenever you want to. It's all up to you. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. The new user special is ending soon, and FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 200 bucks. That's up to $200 free, but the offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L dot com. Sign up today with promo code H-O-C. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee, and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, daily tournaments, and sit and goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you trust, so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with the $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. 
Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a Pro-Caliber poker table. Pro-Caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Dan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to the House of Cards. The way I see it, poker is like some kind of cosmic metaphor. It's like even though the cards fall in a random order that you can't possibly predict, you can still beat them. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and we are about to talk to a fascinating guy, really an interesting background. He's not just an author, though he is the author of A Very Dark Game, Inside Poker's $1 million tournament, but he's also a participant in what I am reading was the longest ever continuous poker tournament. So before I go into his background anymore, we'll introduce him. His name is Damon Schulenberger. Damon, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. I'm uh, relaxing and comfortable downtown Las Vegas by the poolside. Poolside where? Which are you staying at the Rio? Well, no, I'm staying uh, off of Fremont. I've uh, stayed on the strip before, and I thought I'd get a little of the local color. I'm kind of thinking about my next novel. So uh, downtown Vegas uh, comes in there. At well, where are you? St- are you staying at the Golden Nugget? Are you staying at the D? Are you staying at the Four Queens? Are you staying at Binion's? Where are you staying? 
Well, this time, very interestingly, rather than, um, you know, stay in a, a rather antiseptic hotel environment, I slipped back into my old habit of staying at the hostels in my favorite locales where you can meet people, have random discussions, and get a really good sense of the local flavor. So I'm at the Las Vegas Hostel. And it's the been Cat? Awesome. Isn't that called the Cat or something like no, that? No, it's, it's not the one that was made famous in The Hangover. Oh, okay. uh, That is... Uh, a different one. This one is kind of on Fremont Street, right where it gets a little sketchy, so it's super interesting. Damon, I'm and, sorry. Uh, I don't buy it. I do not buy it for a minute. If you're staying in a hostel, it's not for the yeah. local color. It's because it's cheap as hell. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, it is $20 a night. But, uh, <laughs> I, I was staying um, for a couple months before that uh, up in uh, across from the Hard Rock, and I had a place there, and it I just found that, uh, you know, I don't have a car because I travel a lot and often overseas. And I like places where I can walk. And uh, and that place was nice, but it was so like, you know, without a car, there was nowhere to go or nowhere to be. Here I, I am here. There are random people having conversations, and uh, it makes me feel younger in a way. Well, I, I'm, I'm so, sorry. Uh, I don't buy it, brother, because it's the – you're there – just for the listeners who may not know the date of this taping, it's the yeah. – Final table two days in Las Vegas, and if you are a poker enthusiast, as I can tell from your resume, which you're going to share with our listeners shortly, that you are, you are going to make your way down to the Rio, aren't you, to watch the goings-on at least part of the time? That's right. I'm going to walk down to the Heart Attack Burger uh, on Fremont, take the deuce, and uh, get off at Caesars and walk across the bridge to the Rio. You're um, going to take a bus? You didn't rent a car? Absolutely. Well, you know, I rent a car when I need it. I was just up in Tahoe for a week, uh, and I rented a car then, and that was wonderful. I love driving through the desert, checking out these little, you know, UFO sites in old mining towns, and uh, that's that. But uh, All right. Brother, well, tell our uh, listeners who, what your background is, how you got into poker, and the interesting things that you've done along the way to here. Yeah. So uh, I got into poker probably uh, after teaching English in Japan for five years. About uh, 2006 or seven, I came back to the States and uh, somehow downloaded Full Tilt by accident, basically. I had no idea poker was big when I came back to the States. And uh, I got hooked very, very quickly. And uh, I got pretty good at tournaments uh, online. And uh, I lost it all at the cash tables online, So. That was, to make a long story short, I had a kind of mediocre career as an online player. Uh, but uh, when Black Friday hit, I uh, quit playing online, of course, and I uh, moved to the Philippines uh, for a year. Don't tell me. You were, a, you were a shovel fighter. No, no, a professional wrestler. No, what did you I do in the was, Philippines? Uh, I bred cocks. Cocks for fighting. Uh, no, I, I, I actually, actually, I lived on the beach. Believe it or not, uh, there's over seven thousand islands in the Philippines, and they're just spectacularly beautiful. You know, you imagine uh, Waikiki or Hawaii before they built a lot of concrete there, and you know, you have these native-style uh, nipa huts. Uh, you have uh, this wonderful food uh, from local, you know, uh, de- delicacies uh, such as balut, which is a well, it's an egg with the embryo still in it, but uh, yeah, felt good. Wow! So you 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 moved to the Philippines to live on these wonderful unspoiled beaches and eat fertilized eggs, and then what happened? 
Well, uh, around about last year, about December, I uh, I always play the APT events. It's the Asian Poker Tour, and one of the owners is uh, Hong Kong Tom Hall, who you might know as one of the One Drop participants this year. And he's uh, always he's been in the big game for many years, and uh, so so the APT is a very legit. Uh, poker tour but it's not super big like the APPT which is poker star sponsored but they do a very good job of it and uh, uh the guy Lloyd Fontanellis he used to play uh be a manager at Bay 101 in San Jose so What's his name again? Um, Lloyd Fontanellis I think uh, I'm not sure how it's pronounced but uh Okay. Uh but he's an American, uh, you know, Phil M so he uh went back to the Philippines as an entrepreneur and got involved in uh, tournament directing and he's a very dynamic guy and uh so I, I saw this thing on the uh event schedule called the iron man and it was at the resorts world uh in uh, manila it's a basically a big uh four or five star uh casino hotel complex they have a marriott there it's right by the airport uh, they get a lot of people from uh singapore korea you name it and uh so it's a it's a very kind of luxuri- more luxurious setting than uh, many of the casinos in Vegas, I would say. It's, uh, it, had, it has a good vibe. And uh, they're having this tournament called Ironman, so I said, what the, what the heck? You know, I'll give it a try. And again, coincidentally, not coincidentally, I was staying at a hostel. So uh, I credit that with part of my success because <laughs> at a hostel, you're meeting people from different countries. You're reading them. Uh, you're getting to know their quirks, and you're having conversations, much like at the poker table. I guess that's a, uh, a connection that I've never heard before. Okay. Well, yeah, you've, pro- you've probably never uh, you've probably never interviewed a, ri- a true writer like me. It's kind of a, you know, for me, I was talking to the All In guys yesterday, uh, actually at the Daniel Negrano Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and, you know, they said, well, uh, you should write a blog for us or something. I said, well, how much do you pay? That was another matter. But uh, the main point was, well, yeah, we do sports, we do poker. And they said, do you? Do you follow any sports? And I said, not, not really. Life is a sport. Well, that's uh, profound. That's, that's my philosophy. Life is a sport, um, and you are a sports commentator. Is that the way you'd work it? I'm. Uh, well, I'd like. I'd like to move into that realm. I'd like to, uh, you know, promote my my work and also just promote my uh, ideas and uh, have conversations on on the air as I am doing. So, okay. Yeah. Good. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 1-866-577-4680. That's one 866 
877-4680. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately. Call this special tax hotline today for free info at 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. The ambassador of poker. Join us online at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And for listeners who just tuned in, we're talking with Damon Schulenberger, the author of A Very Dark Game Inside Poker's $1 Million Tournament. You're taking us to the Philippines, to Manila, to a luxury resort hotel, uh, which, of course, you didn't stay at. You stayed at a uh, youth hostel or a hostel, and you, but you played yeah. in this Ironman competition. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I get there, and uh, it's 700 bucks, which is, you know, uh, for the Philippines, that's a pretty big uh, amount yeah, of money. That's two months of your accommodations. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I usually stay right across uh, from uh, the resorts world at this place, but I, I really dislike it because, I mean, while fairly luxurious, they give you, like, a body scan when you get in. They, like, treat you like, you know, you might be a potential, you know, suspect, and, uh it's just very antiseptic, so uh, I'll always go for, you know, whatever's funky and cool. Uh, but uh, getting back to the thing, I arrive there uh, like about 9 p.m., and they're just starting. They're maybe 20 minutes into the tournament. I pay my 700 bucks. I get to the table, and they give me an amazing, unbelievable pile of chips, 100000 to be exact. 100000 yeah, and so I try to figure out what's going on, and I realize that the blinds are at twenty five twenty five. And <laughs> you're going to be there a while. Yeah, we're halfway through an hour long first level, so we're going to be there a while. Um, but what are the rules think, of an Ironman that, other than it's incredibly deep and long structure, what makes it yeah. different from a regular tournament? Well, the, the the basic rule is that, and the uh, I should say that the Guinness Book of World Records crew was on hand with witness signs to make sure that we adhered strictly to them uh, because this was uh, to attempt a Guinness Book of World Records. Um, and the rule is that you just never stop dealing. It's very simple. So uh, the, the play never stops. You never have a break. Uh, which does not mean that you cannot take a break or uh, take right. a nap. But it's on like. you. It's you. You run it's the risk you. of not getting a hand and not playing a hand and posting a blind yeah. while you're gone. And uh, but okay, that's not and, really uh, so drastic. Yeah, and I noticed uh, after about 24 hours, uh, a fair number of players uh, did take significant naps, like uh, probably two or three hours at a time. Well, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I understand $100,000. I understand our blinds. I understand it started at twenty five, twenty five. So how long is this tournament without a break? 
Uh, well, I lasted for 49 hours, and I did not take a nap or a break, unlike 99% of the players, because I was just having too much fun. I mean, if you're a true poker player and you love poker, being given 100000 in chips and a structure that is uh, exactly the same as the main event is like poker heaven. I mean, you, you don't get that chance more than... I mean, that's the only time it's ever been attempted, actually. So I was just having so much fun. Uh, the blinds never came into play, so there was just a lot of strategy, a lot of, uh, you know, feeling out, a lot of, you know, winning pots, and uh, using the full arsenal of what, what I had learned in the in the live poker sphere. Any, and, uh, uh, did you see any six betting? within me. You know? <laughs> so how did you do? You, you lasted 40-some-odd uh, hours, but did you make the money? I, I did. I, I, won, I won the damn thing. I'm in the, the Guinness Book, man. You uh, won the tournament. So, yeah. Let me let me tell you the last hand too, because you're. I mean, you're. No, 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 no. Don't go right to the last hand. I want to hear about how long did it take for you to get? How many entrants were there, and how long did it take to get to the final table? And then what happened? Well, there were 120 entrants, um, and it took about uh, 30. About 30 hours to get to the final table, and it was an interesting tournament. Um, I uh, the first the first night uh, really uh, I played fairly conservatively. I picked my spots, but I did uh, I did have a lucky hand where I had ace jack um, against a guy. Um, we both flopped an ace. He has ace king, uh, and I rivered a jack, and I pushed all in for like sixty thousand chips, and he he called. He snapped called. <laughs> I guess I guess he was tired. So that really was actually the instigator of uh, me having a comfortable stack. And then um, as the morning progressed, the next morning, Saturday morning, I, I picked off a lot of players who were just very cranky. You know, they, uh, they're not used to going all night without sleep. I'm not either, but uh, I'm an endurance writer, so I, I have the capacity to just pump out writing, uh, you know, for money. And uh, and I love poker, so I, I kind of put those two together and said, I'm just going to do mind over matter. And uh, so, so the funny thing is, we get to uh, we get to the um, the bubble. With, I think eighteen players got paid, right? Right. And I have a decent stack, but I'm probably middle of the road uh, at that point. And uh, it takes two, bordering on three hours for the bubble to pop. And that was a godsend because between every hand, when you're waiting for the other table hand to hand, hand, to hand action to finish, you just take a quick cat nap at the table. So. Uh, everyone's heads went down on the table immediately once the uh, you know our play at our table finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can you tell me some uh, special strategies for dealing with people who are absolutely dead out exhausted? Well, yeah, the thing is, I was I was dead out exhausted too. But uh, the thing I always I told myself, and uh, it's just no matter how tired you are, they're equally tired, if not more, um, and. A basic key is just uh, play your best game, just how you play in a normal thing. Have patience. Um, look for opportunities and, uh, you know, take advantage of players uh, who are uh, likely to be shoving light because they want to get the hell out of there. <laughs> I see. Well, that's actually very good advice so that yeah. you think that some me, people uh, just to leave would be shoveling. So now we're up to the final table or the last hand. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. But before I get there, uh, let me briefly get you through the the final two tables because good, the table good, good, good. I was on. Yep. But the but the other table, there was a guy from Singapore, a young guy. I played against him. He's good. 
but he apparently had a flight to catch or something. So he would push all in for about half an hour straight. And he knocked out five players with, like, <laughs> hands, and they all had premium hands before he himself busted out. So that really expedited things. Uh, so anyway, we get to the final table. I've been uh, on and off hallucinating for the past, uh, you know, four or five hours. And, you really um, do hallucinate. I mean, I've played chess for oh, yeah. 48 hours, and you really do yeah. hallucinate, don't you? Do you remember any of the – I know you're in the middle of the that part of the story, but do yeah. you remember any of the kind of hallucinogenic things that happened? Yes, I do, in fact. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the thing I remember, uh, there were two moments. One was when I caught myself looking at the felt, and the patterns on the felt came out me in 3D and seemed to snap at me. It was like an angry dragon or something. It was a very odd uh, thing. And I, I really had to blink a few times and to make them go away. Um, and then the second one was where I asked the dealer, which direction are the cards going? <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very and then there good. was just this moment. Uh, they had set up the final table. Uh, we were at the final table. We break the, you know, at the 007 martini bar in the middle of the elegant kind of main lounge of the casino and there's like stacks of uh you know glass and mirrors and it's a very elegant setting and uh you know and here i am and i've started to smell because you're playing poker you're in some very nervous situations at times you know and if you don't if you go without uh bathing for a day or two you know all that adrenaline all that sweat kind of builds up and i'm i'm thinking to myself I feel like a complete homeless guy. What am I doing here <laughs> with like five players left? Why are they allowing me to continue? It was a, it was a beyond surreal experience. Uh, but we did break the record. They threw out the confetti. They had the very gorgeous Asian poker girls there who were, uh, you know, clicking champagne while we continued grinding because we just were not allowed to take a break. So we finally, when we got done about four players, I, I, I said, hey, guys, uh, look, we're going to be here for another two hours. The blinds have not come into play in a long time. Um, uh, if we don't do something, we're just going to be here forever. So we agreed to do a little overlay on the blinds voluntarily and uh, pick, pick things up and uh, moved along um, to the point where I got heads up against this uh, older Korean guy who was uh, very he was an amateur, but he was uh, very canny and very smart. And we're playing for about four hours, kind of trading. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to understand. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after a quick break. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Dan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. 
Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. That's right. You may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation and study-related care from a local doctor at no cost. Health insurance not required. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and are interested in learning more about these studies, please call toll-free 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. We are looking to connect you to no-cost clinical research studies that are testing new treatments for a variety of conditions. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Remember, health insurance is not required. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 855-912-7246. We at House of Cards want to wish you the happiest of holidays. And in celebration of the holiday season, we would like to present that beautiful holiday favorite, Silent Night, sung by that wonderful soprano, Chewbacca. This is Dave Shadow from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of December 8th, 2014. Well, if you have plans to stay at the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City anytime soon, you should probably change them. Trump Entertainment has petitioned the Division of Gaming Enforcement for permission to close the casino. The shutdown petition says that the Taj will close on December 20th, and the final hotel guests have until noon that day to check out. Approximately 3,000 jobs will be lost as a result of the shutdown. California has introduced an online poker bill into its legislature. The bill would give licenses to card rooms and Native American casinos within the state to operate the sites. But here's the catch. The proposed legislation states that a person has to register in person in order to play online. Deposits and withdrawals would also have to be conducted in person. And finally, a Las Vegas man hit it big while playing slots at the Rampart Casino. The man, who wishes to remain anonymous, took home over $14 million. So what's he going to do with all that money? He's going to donate it all to his church for a new building because the congregation has been meeting in a high school gym. Well, that was your feel-good story for the holiday season. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Listening to the House of Cards. People act like poker's a new game. It ain't. Same game it's always been. Zeros are different. Let's play some cards.
Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. By the way, listeners, we're talking to Damon Schulenberger, who has set the world's record, the Guinness Book of World Record, for the longest tournament, legitimate tournament, Ironman competition. Um, you made kind of like a backroom deal to expedite your aggression, or how did that work? It wasn't backroom at all. In fact, we, we wanted to make sure that we did not interfere with the legitimacy of the world record, which we had set. Uh, so we, we asked the tournament director, what do you suggest? And he came up with this idea that if we voluntarily agreed to raise the blind by, you know, double the blinds or triple the blinds or something like that, or what it wasn't actually the blinds, but what kind of bet you could come in with uh, and what you would have to come in with to raise is what we agreed on. And oh, I, see. Uh, we, I think it, it, it essentially it basically tripled the structure. So it got to a point where the, the, the sort of de facto uh, blinds which we came up with, and this may be the first time it's ever happened because there's never been a situation in tournament poker where the stacks were so sick that it could have gone on forever. I mean, um, someone after actually told me, and I kind of researched it, and I, I learned that it was, in fact, true, that this structure, in a weird way, mimicked the big game in Macau, you know, the one where the chairman says, you know, you have to play for 24 hours or longer, uh, or won't, we won't invite you back. Um, you know, there's $20 million on the table, and so unless you're stuck for, like, 1.5 mil, uh, you can't leave, you know, for, like, 24 hours. And the players apparently often play for three or four days straight because the action's just so good when, the you know, the businessmen are in. Uh, so, so that's kind of my, uh, my that was kind of my aha moment, and I thought not only was this the deep, the, the longest continuous uh, tournament, but it was also the deepest structured tournament of its uh, type. So, its after you did that, and you had this expedited uh, yeah. raising structure that you voluntarily agreed to put into place, how much longer was it before your final hand? Well, it, it did pick up, uh, but unfortunately, in the wrong way. I actually got whittled down to a smallish stack, and I, and then the German guy went off for a, uh, a two-hour nap or something. So uh, there were two Korean guys at the table, and they were kind of trading chips, as they should, against the small stack. And so I said, look, guys, uh, the German guy left. This is no longer a part of the deal. He's just kind of, you know, hoping to ease into the money and get, get some rest in the process. So I, I, we went back to the original structure. I said, I've got a nuclear option, and I pushed all in a couple times, doubled up. And uh, and somehow the activity just naturally, even though we never, ever put the overlay on again, it somehow picked up because people were just extremely tired. They wanted to be out. I wanted to be out. We all did. I mean, let's face it. And yet there was something so exhilarating about you know, pushing the boundaries of what what is possible in poker. It's never been done before. So it was very, very exciting. Um, and uh, just to put it briefly, okay, so we get to heads up. I'm up against the, the Korean gentleman in his aviator uh, bomber jacket and aviator glasses. And uh, he's been really wild and crazy. But I, 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 I've been treating him really nice because I want to play against the predictable uh, crazy guy. And uh, eventually, uh, I have about 15% more, more chips than him, I would say. And he says, I can't take it anymore. I've got a flight tomorrow on Monday. It's now Sunday night, by the way. Uh, and I'm pushing all in every hand from here on out. And I think that's also unprecedented for a heads-up match where they don't allow any deals. <clears throat> so what happened? 
well, he pushed in the next hand, and uh, I woke up with King Jack, and uh, he turned over 3-4, and the flop came 3-4 or something. <laughs> and so <laughs> he had all my chips. <laughs> so I've, I've got 15% of uh, you know my stack. I've still got more than 50 big blinds, so you know I pick my spots. I get I win the next uh, three all in. Does he I keep do. shoving? He, but he keeps on shoving. I mean, if I was him, I would have stopped shoving at that point and like, you know, pick me off. But he, you know, he he's a man of his word, and I I, I respect that. <laughs> so I did I did win the darn thing, and it was you know it's like hallucinate hallucinatory, and it it reminds me of you know. That's Fondiari's description of winning the 2012 one drop where he was just out of his body, you know. It was like, it was so surreal, except the point is that I was out of my body because I was so damn tired. How you much know, money are we talking about? Day. What was the difference between first and second place? Well, I mean, you know, it wasn't a, a super huge tournament, and uh, covering the WSOP this summer, I became kind of a nerd to these huge uh you know, prize pools. But it, for me, it was a life-changing money of a sort. Uh, you know, it was 18000 I think, for first and, like, a little less than twelve for second. So so that's life-changing money for you? Well, I mean, it changed my life because I won the darn, you know, Guinness Book, and it gave me confidence to, to become the person I am. Well, I, I can see that the experience was life-changing, but you said yeah. life-changing money. Now, that would mean that the rest of your life is similar to staying in a hostel, that you have a very, very, very kind of a low-cost existence. Is that true? Yeah. Well, that that is true, actually. Um, I've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a dedicated writer, and uh, I did grad school in international relations. I did an internship in D.C., and it was the height of the, you know, the Great Recession. And I just, the government jobs were being cut at the time. So I, I did a 360. I became a digital nomad, as they call it, uh, writing freelance uh, internet marketing articles for companies and uh, and working on my novel, which has actually just picked up an agent uh, a month ago. So I'm really excited about that. Well, before we go, we have a few minutes left. Tell us about yeah. your most recent book, A Very Dark Game Inside Poker's $1 million Tournament. Yeah. So I conceived of this during the WSOP, I was uh, I was kind of covering the events as a volunteer blogging for On Tilt Radio. Uh, I just got that through a friend I happened to meet, meet on the bus, uh, who Nathan Dowland, who uh, kind of does it, and he got me a media pass. And I Nolan Dowland, I just love uh, no. not Nolan Dowland, no. Oh, who Nathan, Nathan Dowland? Nathan uh, Dowling, uh, okay. He's a local grinder. He's a real. Uh, he's a real grinder. Um, he's a good guy. Okay. And a very humble guy. Uh, and he plays a lot of low stakes uh, poker tournaments in Vegas, and he does quite well at them, actually. Um, in any case, I started covering these events and uh, putting up a blog at wsop14.blogspot.com, and. Uh, you know, just writing about the different tournaments, it was wonderful because I'm, you know, sitting standing right, right over the, you know, the shoulder of, you know, some of the greatest players in the world: J.C. Tran, George Danzer, um, Davidi Kitai, Daniel Coleman. Actually, come to think of it, I covered him in the, um, the Heads Up ten thousand dollar where he got fourth place and got assaulted uh, by Soriano, uh, who went on to win that. So tell and, us about uh, the book. So what did you do? I wrote this, like, I conceived of this book because I uh, got into the one-drop event. I uh, took photos. I 
learned about the players and uh and then I thought, you know, with Dan Dan Coleman not talking to the media, calling poker a very dark game, um and then me having covered him a week before and uh I think I described him as an entitled frat boy and he didn't take uh, well to that and he sent me a long letter. I may have been uh, inadvertently responsible for him not speaking to the media. I may have been the last media member he did speak to and uh but I also thought he was a, an interesting character uh, among uh, a legion of interesting characters in that event. There was Phil Ivey, Daniel Negrano, uh, Ike Haxton, Vanessa Selps, uh, some of the Macau players, and some who didn't play for various reasons, which I get into the book, uh, very dark reasons. So uh, it all came together as kind of a, you know, a brainstorm and an inspiration of uh, a new type of book that could uh, capture the public interest. So... Our listeners are wondering, okay, so this interesting guy, Damon Schulenberger, just wrote this interesting book. How do people get it? Well, it's not out yet. Um, I'm uh, working with uh, a team of uh, friends. <laughs> uh, we're working on a kind of getting it out as an e-pub book uh, by uh, shortly before Christmas, basically. Um, kind of uh, timed maybe to the Alpha 8 event, which will be in uh, Vegas. From the 18th to the 20th. What is that? What is the roller. Alpha? What's the Alpha Eight event? Yeah, that's uh, that's the super high roller, uh, the Bellagio that they're going to have in December, and so a lot a lot of the people who played in the One Drop should be there. So I I'd like to go and uh, hang out and cover that and uh, integrate you know any conversations I have uh, you know with some of the players into the book uh, at the last moment just to make it a super timely and interesting book for readers. We just want the very latest on what's going on. I had the privilege of, uh, you know, talking with Brian Rath for three hours last week. It was a really interesting discussion. And uh, I found that, uh, yeah, people learn about the book. I, I get a lot of uh, interesting uh, discussions with people who know stuff. So it's really fascinating. Damon, give us, as a closing, give us one story from the book. One story? Oh, my God. I mean, uh, I... I I would just say the whole book is a story. It's a it's a it's a series of different stories, uh, and it covers all different aspects of the players. Uh, there's a couple chapters on Coleman, uh, looking at Coleman through Bousquier, Olivier Bousquier. Um, there's chapters on uh, you know Phil Ivey, and even I get into his uh, card edging case, which I thought was interesting. Okay, fair enough. And this is not your novel, which is something separate, right? Yeah, that's that's a novel, and uh, I've got an agent for that, and we're going to start shopping that to some publishers next year. And uh, I've got a very reputable agent based in Marin, and uh, she loves the book, and you know they 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 want to sell it for big money, so let's do it. Good. Well, here's here's an invitation to you. We've loved having you on. There's a lot more meat, I think, around the bones of your life story, and I'd love to talk to you more when your book is out. When a very dark game comes out, come back on. Send me a copy. I'll read it, and then we can talk more specifically about the book. How about that? Sounds like a plan. All right, good. We've been talking to Damon Schulenberger, who is the author of A Very Dark Game, Inside Poker's $1 million Tournament. He's also writing a novel that's being shopped around. He's had a lot of interesting experiences, and we hope to have you back on. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us, Damon. Listeners, we're going to be back after a quick break.
We'll be back with more House of Cards in just a little bit. Your season-long fantasy football league is winding down, but the Week 1 Fantasy Football Leagues on FanDuel have never been bigger. Don't wait till next year. Play more fantasy football for real cash this season over at FanDuel.com. Come on, admit it. Your season-long fantasy roster is in shambles just like mine. Between injuries and suspensions, my season-long fantasy team is a wreck. Hey, but with FanDuel, you don't have that problem because each week you can pick a whole new team. Chris Prince from Detroit won over $656,000 playing fantasy sports at FanDuel.com. FanDuel is a leader in one-week fantasy football leagues, no season-long commitments, and no upfront fees. They got immediate cash payouts, and you play each week or whenever you want to. It's all up to you. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. The new user special is ending soon, and FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 200 bucks. That's up to $200 free, but the offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today with promo code HOC. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a Pro-Caliber poker table. Pro-Caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee, and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, daily tournaments, and sit-and-goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you trust, so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. 
Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Previously on House of Cards. They were very rude, and um, they kicked me out. Really? They, they kicked me out of <laughs> About a minute and a half later, two very large guys came up behind me as I was seated, and they said, Sir, you'll have to come with us. You've been asked to leave. House of Cards has secretly obtained the audio from this Las Vegas poker room. Here's the poker room manager's instructions to his staff upon seeing Ashley. I see you. I see you. You hit that in the face really f***ing hard. Sorry, man. <laughs> House of Cards, spreading love wherever we go. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're joining us now for my favorite segment of the show, Mailbag, with my producer, Dave Wyshattle. You know, I Dave. forgot all about that clip. What was that? Mandalay Bay, right? Mandalay Bay. It was The hell with out. them. They're not, they're not advertising with us, we can say. No, they're not advertising <laughs> anymore. Uh, that's right. Mandalay Bay. I remember <laughs> it very well. I was with my friend Jim Hexter in uh, Mandalay at 2 a.m., and I was... Not drinking at all. I was perfectly sober, perfectly reasonable. And in spite of that, because I asked so many questions about rules and wanting to see the rule book, uh, the guy came over. He said, uh, do you want to talk to me outside? <laughs> and I said, no. He said, I said, do you want to talk to me outside? I said, no. And the next thing I knew, these two guys were escorted. <laughs> Did, did they know you were a reporter? I no. mean, usually, no. don't you have your newspaper I had in, my, the, in the uh, they, thing? So it's, By so, the way, it's... Um, Bad news for Poker Player newspaper. Oh, wow. That's yeah. the latest news. They've, um, I think, well, I can't talk about it. Oh, Sorry. okay. <laughs> Take that out, oh, Doug. No, we just can't talking. talk about that. <laughs> but, so uh, what's up this uh Well, this you, went, you went to a poker room just spreading love and charity wherever you went. It was uh, New York, Poker yeah, for Life. Poker for Life. They run an incredible poker. It was at the tunnel yeah, by yeah. the sea or tunnel by the river. Uh, Do they call it a tunnel because it's a long room or something yeah, like that? Yeah, oh, okay. it's, okay. it's a venue. I guess they do all sorts of stuff. There's a, a little restaurant, a breakfast, lunch place off of it, but it's very long. It's an entire city block long, and it's cavernous, and it's a tunnel. tunnel. <laughs> but they turned it into a great uh, tournament poker space. Uh, they, there seemed to be a couple, 300 people uh, high rollers. I got to meet Jimmy the Outlaw. Yeah, all right. Uh, I, I was going to ask you about that. Oh, that was great. He's a personality and a half. Okay, I got to ask you: Did he do his singing act, his comedy act, or you just couldn't tell? <laughs> he didn't. Do I'm his, just joking. He did his personality. <laughs> oh, act. okay. He went around and shook hands and told people who he was and had photographs taken with him. He had one of his 
outlaw girls there. Uh, but basically, he was just a uh, a publicizing celebrity just mainly, personality, huh? and his music played. I mean, it was not identified. Oh, okay. Uh, as such, but I heard it a number of times. Hit the ground running, okay, or hit the hand running, or whatever <laughs> so, it is. It was. I mean, I, 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 really I assumed it. he was going to play live or something like that. Nope. No, he just walks around. He just wow. walks around, says hello to people. Just know, being Jimmy, huh? He acts like an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> That's what he's like. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, going up to people, very friendly, personable, really engaging. Uh, he remembered you, right? Not only did he remember oh. me, he made a beeline for me when he heard my name, nice. and I made a beeline for him, and he, he signed a lot of autographs. Oh, great. I mean, I don't I, – I, I like the guy a lot. I like his music. I don't know how many people would see him and say, <laughs> ooh, can I have your autograph? But he was there signing away and giving out promotional photographs of himself. Okay. Oh. Um, giving out CDs. I got a couple of CDs. Oh, cool. Oh. And uh, he's, he's quite the entertaining guy. He dressed the part. He was wearing uh, – I forget if it was a white suit. Oh, really sharp. So aside from Jimmy Lee, the uh, Jersey outlaw, how was the poker playing? Well, I didn't cash. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I got... Is this a touchy subject right now? Not at all. No, I mean, look, uh, uh, it, it raised a ton of money. They had a silent auction. They charged 300 and some odd bucks for the tournament. Uh, the prizes were all donated. They raised something like, one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand wow. dollars for a charity. I don't remember what the charity was. It was the Nick Bonacani. Is it the Nick Bonacani Fund, Doug? Nick Bonacani Fund. The guys were great. It was a first class event. They had, you know, alcohol flowed freely. Um, they had great food. It was, uh, I think, catered by Tony or some well known New York Italian caterer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the food was delicious. And uh, it was just what it was designed to be, a fun, not very serious uh, poker fundraising event. People all seemed to have a good time. There was a lot of drinking, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of exchanging information for people, you know, uh, connecting. A lot of Wall Street types, Morgan Stanley. Oh, there's a lot of networking going on. A lot of networking, a lot of very well-dressed people that seemed well-heeled. I mean, rebuys were 250 or $350 for another – the blinds escalated very quickly. Okay. I don't think that there was anybody there who thought, I'm the best player in the room, I'm going to win. You might think I'm the best player in the room, but there was a lot of luck involved. I got busted out early. My friend got busted out not much later. Um, it was a lot of fun. I would recommend it to anybody that has a discretionary $350,000, yeah. $700,000 they want to give to charity. No. What a great way to give it. Give 1000 bucks, buy in a few times, spend some money on the silent auction, do good while enjoying yourself. I know they have a couple more events coming on this summer. So uh, poker number four life, poker for life dot org. Great. If you've so, got money um, you're willing to give to charity, why not give it in a yep. way where you can have a good time and feed yourself and meet interesting people? I, I mean, I love it. To me, poker is a great vehicle for charity. And uh, this proved it. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. My brother told me that you drove down and drove back up. You didn't stay over or anything like that or? I didn't stay over or anything like that. No, nothing like that. No, no I drove down. <laughs> drove down. That's a three-hour drive for you. Now, the problem, no, it's a four-hour drive. Four-hour drive. The problem was not driving down and driving back in the same day. That's eight hours of driving. I've done many more hours. The problem was the event really didn't start until 7.30. Okay. So my concern was 
And it wasn't going to be over if I were to win the event until one, and then I'd be coming home <laughs> yeah. five and yeah, six right. in the morning. So in a way, and this was rationalization, I was lucky to have busted out so early that I got home at 2 a.m. Well, that's a nice way to look at it. That's right. <laughs> now, you do a lot of charity events, too, in yes. the past. How does this compare to the ones that you've been to before or put on? Bigger, is it a bigger? lot more money, a lot more money. I mean, when I do a charity event... Uh, we're raising a couple thousand dollars, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollars. It's uh, self-dealt. This they had, you know, dealers, professional dealers who dealt all the tables. I would never, in a million years, think about charging three hundred and ninety-five dollars with two hundred and fifty-dollar rebuys, because mm-hmm. uh, the people that I run tournaments for, if you can get a hundred bucks out of them and then maybe a few twenty-dollar rebuys, that's that's pretty much scraping the bottle of bottom of their discretionary charitable giving. Um, but it, this was New York. It was high end. And I run, you know, moderately priced local fundraising events for synagogues, churches, and the like. Mm-hmm. I also go to events. Yeah. And uh, the event that came the closest to this was the MS charity, Jason DeLoya down in Port Chester, what he does for MS. Um, this was, I think, the, you know, that's the closest. They raise about $20,000. They have donated prizes, too. Um, but this was on a different yeah, level. But so. what made this thing work was the glitch and the glamour oh, of yeah, the event. Yeah, you had food. You had people dressed up. You had nice prizes. You had, But that'll have to do it for All this right. week's uh, episode. Please come back next week. More House of Cards then. Stay tuned. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.